Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcasts. We're your hosts, Suzanne Kearns and Missy Stevens. We want to help you through everything that happens in the ellipses, from your professional life to your emotional health. You're a mom and so much more. Let's figure out what comes next together. Welcome to the Mom and Dot 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 Podcast. I'm Suzanne Kearns, Mom and Dot 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 Writer, LGBTQ and Sex Ed Advocate, and today preparing to be a mom of two teenagers. My son is turning 13 on Friday. No more babies so in the exciting. house. I know no. it. And then you get those charming teenage people. They really are the best, but at times they are also not. <laughs> oh my God. He still is like the heart and soul of a 10 year old. And uh, oh. I'm just counting the days for when we wake up and he's like, where? Stuff are so good. <laughs> you get called yeah, bruh. bruh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I'm Missy Stevens, mom and dot, dot, dot writer, foster child advocate. And this week, owner of some fancy new footwear because I am in a lovely boot thanks to a stress fracture in my foot. Oh, man. It's been a rough fall for feet in the Stevens family. That's right. How's your son's foot? It's getting so much better, like almost healed. He had a nasty infection, Jenny. Um, Oh, my gosh. It's a long story, but a diving board incident at swim practice led to a gross infection. So it's finally on the good track to healing. So we're done with feet. Good. You're almost done with feet. <laughs> almost done with exactly. feet. <laughs> Just get out of this boot. No more feet problems in our house. I'm not going to So, well, on today's show, back for her third appearance. Like, you're the leader, I believe, in our race to the five-timers club, like the so. SNL five-timers club. Excellent. I liked, but I, yeah. I didn't know there was a race, but it's nice to be in the league. I didn't know there was either. <laughs> today, I looked at it, and I'm like, all right, Jenny's winning, and I think we need jackets like Saturday Night Live has. Um, and our guest is Jenny Remington, and we're going to link to all of her other appearances in our show notes. Go listen to those. But for those of you who have not met her before, Jenny is a professionally trained coach and certified coach with the International Coach Federation. She has empowered hundreds of professionals, entrepreneurs, and parents to reignite their career, discover their path, or realign their life. Jenny's mission is to boost happiness and positivity, create a strong vision, nurture inner strength, and to live mindfully. Jenny has a gift for bridging the personal with the professional and personal self-care becomes a part of most clients' growth through the coaching relationship. Her style is direct and compassionate, focused on listening and guiding her clients to trust their compass. She is in love with her life and work and wants that same passion and enthusiasm for each person she coaches. Welcome, Jenny. Thanks for having me back, guys. So I guess oh. I behaved well enough to to come back. So <laughs> yeah. here we are again. I know. I told Missy, I was like, I need my Jenny fix. Bring her back. I need yeah. her. Yeah, we would need you to fix us. Nope, that's not how it works, my friends. But that's <laughs> what, we'll talk about Darn. that. But that's not how it works. Dang it! <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, since you've been on the show before, instead of doing your Jenny 101, we'll redirect people to past episodes where they can do that. Maybe you can do a little bit of a Jenny catch up. You know, we talk about self care a lot here, and you have quite a story around it. So, could you catch us up? Sure, I sure do. And. um It's funny because, you know, when I was looking back and kind of reflecting on the times that you've had me on the podcast, I have yet to talk about Mm -hmm. self-care. It's one of the things I talk about most often. So I'm super excited to talk to you about it today. And yeah, I got a really um, good dose of myself this time last year 
over Labor Day weekend in 2021, I took a surfboard to the face and got a concussion. Um, So that's wake surfing, which is different than wakeboarding. So in wake surfing, you are not attached to the board. For those Mm -hmm. 40-somethings who have not yet been pulled behind a boat, let me just give you a quick education. The surfboard is not attached to you, Mm -hmm. which meant that when I fell off very gracefully, I'm sure. The surfboard (laughs) hit me and gave me a concussion along with 20 plus stitches. The ER doctor said he lost count. So we know it was at least 20. Um, So right across my eyebrow. So I didn't know it at the time, but the years that I have spent in my business coaching women and men, but um, a lot of times it's women and especially mothers on self-care really prepared me for a completely unplanned, unexpected, unwelcome, thank you very much, (laughs) um, pause. Because when you are caring for yourself after an injury, especially something like a brain injury, a lot of things just fall away. You cannot juggle the carpool. You can't do the, Mm -hmm. all of the extras fall away. And so I really got a chance to, to practice and walk the walk of self-care and it was um it was a 12-week recovery all in all which was pretty significant I mean, a long and time yes it's a stinking long time and um yeah. I did some things to really help myself in the process and we can we can talk about that maybe later but it really became essential for me to care for my brain and my body in a in my heart especially because what was unique about this experience for me that was not necessarily the same for all concussions, like a sports concussion where a soccer ball bonks ahead, there might not be trauma with that experience. So the recovery is Mm. physical. My experience of being in the water, bleeding, missing the boat, not knowing where the boat was because I got so turned around, and the experience of a very long boat ride in a really distressed state with my kids there added trauma upon trauma for us. Yes. So oh boy. yeah, it was, it was something like just thinking about it, it's giving me goosebumps. It uh-huh. was I just had a the, little... the worst day, the worst day for, for all four of us and me not being able to, you know, the, one of the real important things that I learned was I couldn't pretend that I was okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's big. And so much of the things that I am coaching women on, especially around their self-care, is we're pretending like things are okay. We're spinning the spinning the plates, keeping things moving. And I, in one part of my brain, I thought I could hear myself saying, you should probably stop screaming. Oh like I knew God. there was a part of me observing that thought and I couldn't. I didn't have access to the part of me to calm down. So wow. what I ended up doing one of our friends was with us and swam me back to the boat. And I was patting him as he's swimming me. I started <laughs> patting him the way you might pat a baby, right? the way I patted my two oh. babies, like mm-hmm. in a little one, two, three pattern. He's fine. He's calm. <gasps> he's swimming the crazy, you know, bleeding person. And I was doing my primal response to calm down in that moment. And I, wow. and I was trying to get back to myself of you want uh-huh. to calm down. You want to do this. And um, it started a very long, very deep, very different self-care discovery process. It's almost like everything that I had learned, it took me three layers deeper 
regarding self-care. And I really gave myself the space and time to, to heal and recover. And man, I just, I must say, I have like the best job in the world to be able to be teaching women yeah. and coaching women on self-care. So when I sent a note to my self-care group and said, hey, I've had this accident, I actually had to get help writing it because I wasn't able to do it at the time. I sent a note and said, the, what self-care looks like is me pausing this work with you and coming back when I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. And the response was very loving, as you might expect. Yes. Um, I, a lot of people know how to respond to someone else in crisis. But the feedback I got for months and months after working with these same women was that moment of pause. I cannot do this and I must take care of myself first. I wasn't trying to show, you know, I wasn't trying to say, do this when yeah. you, when you yes. get overwhelmed. Emulate but me. It, <laughs> but it, it really turned into a really powerful moment for me. And I heard from them that it was helpful to just even have someone show them what it looks like to say, I've had enough. I, I cannot do anymore. Yeah. Um, the empathy so that creates for, I mean, you now have another layer of experience that you can help your clients with prior to that. You might have had sympathy for them if they were going through something similar, but now you really have this deep empathy. And you've mentioned having to pause, and we've talked about pausing careers before, but we really haven't talked about it in this sense of we at times need to push the pause button on everything, but why are we so conditioned to fight that and not want to do it? And how can we learn to accept the pause button when we most need it? It's a great question. And I think it really depends on the person and the, the place of life. So for me, if you had asked me that question last year, mm -hmm, I yeah. might have said, tune into your heart, tune into your body. Now that is still true. Sure. That is still true. But there are whispers of distress and there are whispers of overwhelm that we often ignore. Mm -hmm. And so if we are not going to take care of ourselves in the moments when the whispers show up, we sometimes get forced to take care of ourselves when the, the crisis shows yeah. up. Not that I wasn't paying attention to my body and that it came, you know, the surfboard came to right. me because of that. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that, mm -hmm. but I am saying that sometimes we aren't able to pay attention until it shows up and then it is time. It's go time or actually it's pause time. It's, it's go time <laughs> on pausing. <laughs> it's go time on pausing. Go to pause. Right. So, so yeah, I think that, you know, it's still true that we have to tune in and listen. Um, why don't we? It's a great question. Sometimes it's, a, I think it could be a hustle, you know, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm the mom. Who's, who else is going to do this if I don't? So right. I think, I think that's, that's some of it. That's probably a, a lot of it. But I, I think also we're really motivated by what we produce, how we show up in the we world. Are. I think it can kind of outsize our actual need to contribute what we meaningfully want to contribute to the world because of the hustle that, that we're trying mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. day to day. Oh, and I just think it's so powerful that you had the opportunity. Well, it's kind of an opportunity. You're forced to do it, but Bring to it. model, to model that for your clients, I mean, just walking the kids. walk of that and your kids. And I'm still so fascinated. I didn't realize that your kids were there for your injury. And I've had not nearly as dramatic as that, although my husband may argue, um, I've had a <laughs> couple of times where on flights, my vestibular issues kicked in 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, in full force, mommy was down like for the yeah. like <laughs> these poor security people at the airports I'm at. And you can't even fake it. Kind of like when you were injured, could not fake it. I could not fake that I was not like exorcist vomiting everywhere and that mm-hmm. I could not make, you know, polite conversation with the nice man who was pushing my wheelchair and whatever. It's just right. like you go into pure survival mode primal. and just it is primal. super, super primal. And yes, I'm a, kind of the same thing. Like I was probably mentally like patting the kids like, oh, are you OK? But it was very much just like, how am I going to get myself out of this mm-hmm. situation? And oh, and it's interesting to me that you're like you could hear a voice saying you need to stop screaming because we are conditioned to like you need to calm down for your kids or you need to put on a brave face. And at that moment. Thank goodness you couldn't access your whatever you needed to stop. Like you needed to scream. Yeah. We're so conditioned to be like, mommy's okay. Like literally you could be bleeding from your head or, you know. I said those exact words to my now 13 year old son. I was holding the towel to my head, head. bleeding. And I was like, it's okay, buddy. And he threw his tears. He was like, I know you think you have to say that, but you're not okay. And I was like. And I just wasn't able to give any more input. I was like, he's right. (laughs) right. None of this is okay. None of this is okay. So yeah, I really appreciate that because, you know, there there was quite a bit of shame, honestly, around not showing up as the mother, you know, who Mm. can keep it all together. Like I'm good in an emergency. I've told people that. And that is a true fact until I am the one in struggle. Um, and so, so yeah, that was a real difficult, that was part of my trauma and recovery, honestly, was not showing up as their mother, showing up as a human who was in very deep distress. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was part of the emotional healing work that I had to do on top of just the physical recovery of a concussion. Yeah. We had the physical manifestations, mine much less life-threatening. But I think that there's so many people who just because you can't see it or there isn't some external manifestation of that Mm -hmm. trauma, Mm -hmm. um, that it doesn't get the attention, that it doesn't, you know, you can't be screaming just because it's the emotional trauma. And it's almost as silly to be feeling like you are forced to pretend like, yeah, mom's okay, mom's okay just because you're not bleeding out of your head. I mean, it might be uh, some emotional trauma that you're going through or yeah, there's just so much pressure to have that together. But I am very hopeful that many of our listeners are not going through the as significant of trauma physically or mentally that you had to go through. But I do think that we do have these little and medium battles that we're facing every day. Mm -hmm. And there's so much value to having this time and taking this time and this mini retreat program that you've put together is such a perfect way to blend the self-care and the enrichment. And I would love for you to share a little bit about your recent writer's retreat and talking about how it is often difficult or impossible to get away. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just this last week, um, and I, it's, it had been in the works for a while because I'm sure like a lot of your listeners and, and both you two, it's hard to just unplug from, from family life. 
But after the past year, where we could look back at the last two and a half years, right. things have been pretty intense in the, in my body. And being a coach and a mother and a caregiver and you know just the person I am in the world, I hadn't created space for myself in a long time. And just, I'm literally fresh off of a retreat I went to this weekend, which was a writer's retreat. And it gave me the exact pause I needed to be with myself, cope with, you know, the emotional, physical, and even the logistical part of being in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. Literally, my husband was trying to wrap his head around where all the kids are going this week. And I'm like... It's okay. It's written down. I've got it all in my head, you know. So the logistics of being in life um, can mm-hmm. even just that can be a lot. So I am so fresh. I'm you know bright eyed and bushy tailed after this retreat because I had time and space, and mm-hmm. I also recognize that it took me you know more than a year to be able to take a few days off, um, and many mm-hmm. times it feels impossible. And so as I was reflecting on my own journey and my own experience with my recovery and then just the women that I, I coach, many times, if we find a little pocket of time, we don't know what to do with it because mm-hmm. we're run so ragged. We, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, I have, a, I have a Friday afternoon off and then it's the time just passes. Maybe, you know, you right. plug into social media or you you don't, you just don't even know how you want to spend the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear that even, you know, somebody's going to take, have the day to themselves because the kids are doing X, Y, Z. It's like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Yeah, what would I do with that time? What would I do with it? And then the time passes and then there's another layer of frustration and the feelings around it, whatever the feelings mm-hmm. are for you, yeah. that I didn't make the most of it. And so that's really where this gift, I like to think of it as a gift. I've created this, how to give yourself a mini retreat. So with whatever amount of time you have, I wanted to offer up a framework for thinking through what would be meaningful to you. Because what was meaningful to me this time last year when I was recovering was very different than what I needed this time of year just recently. And Mm -hmm. so thanks for teeing that up because the framework for this is really about giving yourself time to center yourself, tend to your body, quiet your mind, and hopefully see your present circumstances with a little more clarity. Each of the ideas is really meant to invite you to think of it like a menu, like, oh, I'd like a little bit of this and I'd like a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. What Missy wants in this day or what Jenny would, would feel most nourished by in that day. It's all meant to be a really personal experience. Yeah. Suzanne and I did some of the prep work, like started Mm -hmm. walking through it just so we would have the framework to talk about it for the show. And what I really love about it, and this is personal for me, is that I realized when going through it, I would like to have a full day every month where Mm -hmm. I don't have responsibility from breakfast past dinner. And I haven't gone so far as to figure out how that works yet, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I need to be out of my house. And then I would like to quarterly actually go away. You're more ambitious than me. I put together a half hour plan. (laughs) Well, I think that's great. I think that's great. And I think that's exactly what this does is for you, you thought, okay, half hour is what I need. And as you say that, I think, you know, I would like to go through here and figure out how to put a pause in my everyday Mm-hmm. Just a little pause, but I know for me, I need the escape. 
Because even when I'm here and I don't technically have responsibilities, like Mark is going to take care of it or whatever, I'm here and I'm thinking about it. What this booklet does, though, so beautifully is give you a way to think through all of that. Like, what does this look like for me? What might it look like on a half hour time frame? What might it look like if I had a day? And where would I go if I could go away overnight? But even more importantly, it forces you to get really intentional about like what you're actually retreating from. Did you figure Mm -hmm. out what you're retreating from? Yeah. Are you able to share it? (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I did. I'm going to see what I actually wrote down because I've been thinking about it more even since I wrote it. But um, something that's been coming up for me lately is I jokingly have been saying, oh, I've been tired since 2006. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. not really a joke. Like I've actually been tired since 2005 when that like that parasite moved into my body and took everything when I was pregnant. And um, I am so ashamed. I talk about this in the show all the time, like so ashamed of feeling tired. Mm. And so I really zeroed in on the fact that I want to let go of that shame. And I also want to address the tired. Like I need to retreat from years of exhaustion. I am the person who plans things and organizes things and carries the mental load for more sometimes than even just my immediate family. And so mm-hmm. I'm tired. Like, yeah. I'm tired and I don't want to be ashamed of admitting that anymore. So that's the big one that I'm kind of escaping from. And then, of course, the little ones are like the pull of all of my different parts of all of my little jobs. There's just this constant pull. I can't mm-hmm. ever fully check out. So mm-hmm. I need to retreat and let all those things go, just whether it's for a half hour or a day or 48 hours, whatever it is. What about you, Suzanne? Very similar. Um, it was a retreat from over planning and figuring out everyone else's lives instead of my own. <laughs> mm. And no one's really asked me to do it, but I, again, I don't know. I'm just kind of over volunteering. It's like when yeah. I did the lost and found rack at the elementary school, like no one asked right. me to do that. I was just like, oh, that's something I could help with. But yeah, I mean, yeah. so my daughter's college stuff, I've been researching all the best art schools for the past year. And then she's like, oh, physical therapy sounds interesting. And so now I'm researching, like, what does that look like? And I know that part of her becoming a grown woman means she that she to needs do to do that. But yeah. I'm also realizing that A, I'm a almost 50 year old woman who's had a lot of experience doing this and I'm really good at it and it's still hard, Mm -hmm. which makes me want to do it even more because I'm like, there is just no way we can expect 17 year olds to be trying to manage the organization process that goes into Mm -hmm. like planning curriculum design (laughs) for the next two years to address your interest. Like, So, yeah, I want her to own a lot of the process, but I feel like there's just, there's a ground level of information that I I feel like I can help with to not make everything too overwhelming. And so that puts me into total over planning drive again, because I, I enjoy it. I like researching things and it's a really easy thing for me to, yeah, it, it (laughs) makes me feel like I'm accomplishing things and I feel like I'm doing a good job at it because it's Mm -hmm. it's what I like to do. And it's what I, it's like fun for me. I get a little, like, I feel like I did something, but I did something that didn't really propel my life 
forward it helped her which you know Mm -hmm. part of that's just being a mom but um i feel like if i put even a fraction of that amount of energy into some of my own initiatives instead of researching scoliosis physical therapy and college majors that I could I could do some really cool stuff for myself. So <laughs> that so again, it's not that I want to not do that because I am kind of actually having fun with it and probably whatever. But I do think I need to have an intentional retreat where I put that same attention and care to something for myself. I boundary. love it. I need a boundary around that. Yes. Louder for those in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I whisper boundary because it's a scary word for me. Boundary. I know boundaries. Okay. What are you retreating to, Missy? I don't remember what I decided that I needed to do there. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm so excited because usually I retreat to nature, but it's so dang hard. Like no one can retreat to nature in Austin during the summer. It's been it's so miserable. I wrote nature and water, but yeah. I don't know where that is. <laughs> it's not not here. But no, it uh but it became just literally in the past 24 hours, Austin became like the perfect little oasis that mm-hmm. people think it is. And it's just glorious and I walked two dogs yesterday without sweating. And it was just, just (laughs) glorious. So I do think that there is the potential to retreat to um, nature. And oh, shoot, I forgot to bring it up. I actually did a retreat retreat a couple of years ago to the, was it Miraval Spa? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Yep. And they give everybody this cute, it's called a cell phone sleeping bag. And it's just this little pouch and it just says, you know, it says cell phone sleeping bag on it. You, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have a lock on it or anything, but right. it's honor system that you put it in there. And I, I pulled that out of my drawer and I was like, I need to just bring this out because I think I could make kind of that retreat every day by just making the symbolic gesture of putting it in the pouch right. and being like, you can't come out for a while. Because it even goes with us on our walks, you know, like if I take mm-hmm. a walk, that phone goes with me. Yeah. Are we pretty basic, Jenny? Are those Not like the retreat from and retreat twos? Like, No, no. And I love it um, because every woman who's listening is going to have something different she's retreating from and something she's retreating to. And that's kind of that's kind of the point of creating this as a workbook where women can fill in what suits them, you know, an autofill mm-hmm. kind of workbook. As opposed to an article like, do these 10 things and then you will have your pause, right? And so that's, and you both have kind of spread the gamut because Missy's saying like through clarity of going through the exercises, like I need an escape. I need to be outside of this, this life I've created just for a moment, just for a day. And I love the vision you have of a monthly pause and a quarterly pause. There's quite a lot of support for that, whether you're looking at it, if you've ever studied the artist's way. Mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. about, I've got a little note about that. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so artist dates is what, um, mm-hmm. is what it's called in the artist's way. But, and that's actually what I put on my calendar um, when I first started doing that was a monthly self day. And so I called it an artist day because it felt a little more important than just hold, like holding yeah. time on my calendar. But when oh, I was an artist day or a creative day or a self-care day, it made it a little more special, a little more sacred is probably the right word for it. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I love the idea Miss- of naming the day. 
whatever that is for you. Absolutely. Name it. Yes. And so that could be what you're retreating to. It could be, you know, Missy's Sacred Nature Day. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just kind of getting really clear and um, embracing what it is that you want and the vision that you've just articulated, like you don't necessarily have to know exactly what you're going to do. But if you were to look at it and say, okay, October, let's say you do it a month from today, October 27th is my is my sacred day then you can know, you can plan on it. You can, you can allow space for yourself. There's something very magical that happens when we have something special on our calendars just for ourselves. And this really speaks to what you were saying, Suzanne, that everyone else's to-do list becomes yours. Everyone mm -hmm. else's interests mm -hmm. become something else for you to explore. And so carving out time just for yourself whether it's in 30 minute blocks, um, like your example, or Missy's, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm taking a, taking a day. Both of those have a place and depending on where someone is in the age and stage of the, the people that they're caring for, or just what they need for themselves. Because it, it isn't that when you have little kids, you only get a certain amount of time and big kids, you get a certain, it is really about what's possible and what you can create. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so I love, I love that you two have really different, you know, you're coming at it from different angles and chances are the more often you give yourself time away just for yourself, that nurturing time for sacred time, it won't feel like self-care, like the kind of superficial self-care. This mm -hmm. is deep remembering who I am, telling my soul that I am paying attention really listening to, you know, the whispers of what I need mm -hmm. and what will help fuel me to, to do the life that I want to be doing. Uh, you know, in many ways, we're living the life we want to live, but those times that really allow us to be more rejuvenated and um, bring us a lot more clarity than, than just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Right. And now I've done the artist way book well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> two and a half times, I think. <laughs> I always get stuck after that media deprivation week. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I get stuck I'm, right before there. And the artist tapes were always the hardest time because one of the things that they, she says, Julia Cameron says, is that they're not supposed to be productive in, in any way. And I always mm. tried to make it like a two birds, one stone thing. Like, right. oh, well, I'm going to do this relaxing thing here, but I'm also, you know, walking the dog at the same time. And, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, something that was checking something off a list. And I always mm -hmm. run into this and I'm guessing I'm not alone. There's probably other listeners that feel this way that taking that break feels like it feels like such a luxury that we mm -hmm. don't necessarily deserve or that we haven't earned. Like my life mm -hmm. is really good. Like I do not work a paid job. And so there's not that additional stress in my life. And it feels like, who am I to take a I? break mm -hmm. when I already technically am by a lot of people's standards and like living a break. Like <laughs> Missy and I are hardly ladies who lunch. Um, but I think to a lot of the world, stay-at-home moms are pretty much mm -hmm. seeing like, you know, what do you have to take a break from? You're on a break all day while I'm at work or, you know, while I'm doing this paid job. So I do think that it's hard to give yourself permission, like, and say, you know, what am I taking a break from? And knowing that that's a worthy thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's really deep. And I I mean, Missy's nodding, I'm nodding. Like that's really, I think it's really universal for a lot of women, whether they are stay-at-home parents or even working parents. I hear this from my um, clients who are work, working, you know, hours and hours on end and then have families. They're saying, I can't possibly take a break because my family only gets so much of me. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, just let's look at this as kind of the universality of it mm-hmm. is we only get one life. We are the ones tending to that life. And at the point where we're depleted, whether we have a big job, big title, big salary, big, 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 all these big things over here, and we're judging that as maybe I can earn a break mm-hmm. when I'm done all those things. Yeah. Just, I, you know, that's, that's a flawed way to look at it, just as I don't deserve a break because I'm not doing those things. And so the truth is, and whether this is like, you know, I had to really wrap my head around this because I'm, I'm the kind of person who rewards myself once I finish something like, yeah. oh, I'll take a little rest or I'll have a little treat. Um, so this is like yeah. kind of you're catching me like in my own evolution is we cannot, we should not require us to reach a certain milestone or hit a certain certain something in order to allow for rest. Mm. Rest is a part of our lives. Rest is how we will, I mean, it it is built into how we live and breathe. We are supposed to pause. And Mm. so the people who say, you know, like I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing, like, you know, they're fooling themselves that they don't need, that they won't be more nourished and a better whatever they are, what, you know, mom and dot, 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 mm-hmm. without tuning in and saying, it would nourish my soul to pause. And sometimes the pause is going to be to move my body with love and exercise and get sweaty and do whatever that is for, mm-hmm. for her. That's sometimes what the pause is, is stop all this madness so that I can go sweat and do. And sometimes the pause is going to be resting, you know, a hammock, uh, whatever that is. And so by exploring this, it isn't, you know, I, I heard you loud and clear, Suzanne, that when we haven't earned it, we might have this dialogue of who am I to take a break? Mm-hmm. How dare I consider, you know, when all oh, there's mm-hmm. all of these other things I should be doing or could be doing or all the women who don't get a break. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you not taking a break does not actually give somebody else a break. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's deep. Ooh. <laughs> right? That's the pillow. They're <laughs> always like, I want to needlepoint that on a pillow. That's this episode's pillow. Right? Oh. There, we, there are not finite numbers of breaks. And so yes. when Suzanne takes her break, then I get I get less break. There, it's not how it works. It's not like pizza. I've heard, I think I've heard that before. Like yes. everybody, there's not enough pizza, but there is plenty of space for breaks if we're willing to prioritize it. So Time, energy are the kind of the two biggest things that I that I work with people on is we feel like we don't have enough time and we don't have enough energy. And so we can come at this from two different angles. Okay, how can I get more time, you know, kind of efficiency, habits, those kinds of things, right. which is what we spent one of our, our previous conversations mm-hmm. on. Another way, which actually for me feels more heart-centric and soul-centric is how can I manage my energy? And sometimes that's going to be resting. Sometimes, 
Like this for me is incredibly energizing to talk about this stuff. I'm going to be more revved up and excited for my yeah. everything else that comes in my day because of this conversation. And so for me, talking about and thinking about and loving where women are in this cycle of accepting that they need to rest, looking at what it would be to really fuel their soul, that is energizing for me. Someone else, that'd be like such a beat down. Please don't talk to me about what you need, <laughs> right? And so that wouldn't be on her her list. Like mm -hmm. connection and deep conversations are on my list for how I want to recharge. Somebody else needs quiet, please. Nothing, mm -hmm. let me be. So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, so this is why th there isn't just a one size fits all. There's a there's a one size fits you. And that's what we're we're talking about here, and that's why coaching, um, you know, women through this is so much fun. And I really appreciate that you guys took the time to think about what would serve you. And I hope this is an invitation for your listeners to say, "What would I do? I had thirty minutes. What would what would be nourishing for me? It's not right. just what would I cross off the list because right, I got my to do list just like you do, just like they do. It's mm -hmm. what would be nourishing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite part of the form is when you actually have the, my mini retreat will be on this day at this time. I was like, oh, oh, so wait a minute. I thought we were just kind of conceptually talking about things. No. Now you're getting serious. That is where I was like, that's kind of where I stopped in that's my very prep for the show. Jenny. So I was like, oh, I'm going to figure that out later. It's an invitation. You know what? It I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not uh, going to apologize for it. And in fact, when asked a, a direct question is often when we show what we're that we're willing to do it because you might yeah. say oh I could do a 30-minute retreat back to nature like you said Suzanne I can I could take a break for myself great when do you think you'll do when? that yes I know that's what I felt I felt like you were just staring at me saying that I was like oh <laughs> I gotta I gotta put I something gotta in this little blank here and if that's a date I gotta put on my calendar well yeah. since we're giving ourselves permission I'm going to give you permission to come back to that yeah you know the invitation stands mm -hmm. that you can do this whenever whenever suits you and that's actually the you know like my my intention is for you to look at this and say okay I need time for myself how can I think about it how can I create time and space and you'll know when it when the time is so yeah permission yeah. granted to oh no i'm putting it on my calendar yeah no i am too and you know you one of the questions i don't have it right in front of me but is something along the lines of like what do you need to make this happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i realized i need to be kind of loud about it like i need to tell the people in my life I'm not available. Like I am not available in this window of time, whether it's 30 minutes, one day, overnight, whatever. Mm -hmm. I am unavailable. And all I need to do is look at my husband and say, you are 100% in charge, which he does not have a problem with. That's I, I just need to say it out loud. That's the funny part. Both of our husbands would be like, cool. That <laughs> yeah. was my like, husband's I response. can play video games yeah. all night. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Mark knows how everything works here. Maybe better than I do. Like he's... <laughs> on it and I don't have any stress or fear of leaving like that things won't get taken care of they might not get taken care of the way I would do them but they're not going to go undone mm -hmm. and I just need to be loud about it and be proactive and tell people in my life like don't don't text me about whatever the volunteer conundrum of the week is during this block I'm not going to answer you mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I love that. And, you know, preparing for time away is part of what will make us feel successful. 
especially those of us who are juggling lots of different roles and responsibilities. So that's why there's a whole section on preparation. Like, what is it that I need to do to be able to unplug so that I'm not tethered to the phone, that the phone is in the sleeping bag, if you choose. And so I like how you said that I need to be loud about it. And so if you can, from a loving place, decide what you want to do, and be loud about it in the ways that feel good to you. Say, I'm, I'm clear that this is what I need and when I need it. And I don't know who mom is for the next 24 hours or whatever yeah. that looks like for yeah. you. My mom used to say, I've changed my name today. I'm changing my name today. Not <laughs> oh, answering you, mom. It. Perfect. Oh, but I, I also love how in addition to, you know, we, it seems common sense that, yeah, I'm going to prepare for who's going to cover the kids or who's going to do this or whatever. But you also address preparing for re-entry because that's where I always drop the ball Ooh, and I think I lose a lot of momentum there so I just yeah. think that it's so smart to just even be conscious of it and know that that's something to be aware yeah. of yeah the launch and the landing um is is a big part because you know when I was taking myself to my on my retreat this weekend I have a playlist. Um, I'm a person of rituals. And so one of the things that I do for myself when I'm transitioning from one mode to another is I have a playlist and there's a lot of Indigo Girls and it is <laughs> it's real nice. And so, um, so when I'm allowing myself to kind of get from one mode, the mom mode to the taking care of Jenny mode, I do things to help myself transition. And um, that landing, you know, kind of that's what I'm, you know, launching away from the family and landing back into my life. Some of the things that we can do, taking care of dinner ahead of time or preparing my heart for the house might be a total wreck. I've come home before and the house is a total wreck. And if I were to allow that to disrupt all the good nourishing and nurturing things, you know, it's, it's almost as if I've sabotaged myself. Because to Missy's point, it's not exactly going to go my way. But the mindset, uh, meaning that what happens at home oh, never really goes exactly my way, but especially <laughs> not when I'm not in charge of it. And so, you know, the way in which you can land back in your life, if you mm -hmm. can think that through, and even if it's just an acknowledgement to your point, Suzanne, is like an acknowledgement that I, I should think through how I want to come back and what's important to me. It, it can make all the difference because we all, you know, kind of have to, I don't know, there's an interesting, we're not puppies, but we all kind of got to sniff each other again. Like you're still mm -hmm. mine and go check back in. Yeah. Reentry is really not my strong suit at all. Like I struggle with it big time. Even when we've all been on vacation together or whatever the thing is, mm -hmm. if I go on a retreat or to a conference or I'm always on this high from whatever it was and then I walk in my house and it's like yeah yeah it's like it never so, happened so then Missy I would say that very lovingly that would be where I would encourage you to put a lot of extra effort is is thinking through in your preparation mm -hmm. and it may even be a loving note that you write to yourself before you you leave whatever you know little bubble you've created for yourself mm -hmm is, um, you know, maybe it's a poem about be accepting what is. Maybe it's something you write for yourself, you know, not something that you you call on. But I think putting extra attention on where, um, and that's why this book is so robust, is everybody's going to have different things that they they struggle with. Mm -hmm. And um, so I appreciate you sharing that because I bet, I, I know that that's, that is or has been true for me, that the landing, sometimes it's like crash landing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it undoes all the good work you did 
especially if you tell yourself it, it's possible to undo the good work. So that's part of it, right? Is, 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 are you really undoing the work that might not actually be true? You're right. It's probably not. It just feels like it. It It feels like it. Yes, exactly. So then it's, you know, so then it might be an affirmation. No matter Mm -hmm. what I walk into, this was worth my time and my energy and my love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So another pillow. Another (laughs) pillow. We're giving so many pillows. We're going to have like a nice little padded room by the way. (laughs) That's probably what I need. Another thing we probably need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny because I. I have a love-hate relationship with like filling things out and having to like go deep and yes. get introspective about things. And I really do feel like, because when Missy first sent me over the PDF, I was like, oh my God, am I going to need like three hours and a glass of wine or whatever? But I did like kind of a first go through and mm-hmm. I felt like it was really, the way you put it together, I don't want to say it was fast because I, it, I maybe it was just fast with the way my brain automatically responded to it like Mm. i thought i was gonna have to spend like an hour like what am i retreating from and like whatever and like i got the answer like that and it was so oh my god i didn't tell you this should be one of my look listen learns the other day i was doing uh oh it was the vision boarding thing oh Mm -hmm. uh the ama la vida vision boarding thing and she had a I think it was the first day she had a portion where you were just supposed to kind of like close your eyes and she kind of walked you through a little guided meditation. And the whole time I felt myself, I have no idea, like angry. And I kept on just having this vision of a stapler. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this has nothing to do with what she's talking about. But then as I was like, it was just so there and I was so fighting against whatever she was trying to get me to do. And I finally realized this stapler was like something that holds things together, but adds no value. Like this idea of like this staple, like the only thing it's doing Mm. is just holding everything together. Mm. It's not like a little chill. Do you see that? And I was like, yeah. you know, it's not adding to the stack of papers. It's not adding to the things that are written. It's just keeping them together. That and I was one like, job. Yeah. yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I am a stapler. Oh. Like I'm just holding shit together, but not really adding anything to what's I being mean, held together. That's huge, Suzanne. I know. That's like Wasn't a revelation. That crazy. But it's so sometimes your brain is just so I do encourage everybody, even if they are hesitant and they feel like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a thing I need to fill out and think about. Literally it to get the like 90% of the value out of it took about 10 minutes. Oh, I love I'm so glad to know that. And yeah. then I kind of went through it again as like, okay, let's, you know, think about that a little more or whatever, but just I mean, don't feel like it's something that needs to be really intimidating and that you need to like build out a day. I just, it's so, it's just such a common sense little flow and each little thing leads to the next. So your brain's already kind of snowballing and just has this nice Mm -hmm. effect to it. And yeah, it's that, I just like boom, boom, boomed it, which I'm so glad to know that. And, you know, that happens a lot when, when we're on the edge of a deep discovery or uncovering something that's really true for us, emotions show up. Like Mm -hmm. I'll be in a, in a coaching, like you said, I don't know where this anger came from. I'll be in a coaching session and somebody's like, I don't know why my eyes are leaking. (laughs) Our emotions are telling us this is important. And we Mm -hmm. may not always be connected to, we may not be able to explain in our heads, 
why is this important? Why am I crying? Why am I angry? Why am I so tight right here? Mm -hmm. This tells us it's important. And so, you know, I am, I will not be surprised. In fact, I would welcome it if this experience of creating a mini retreat causes emotion, Mm -hmm. hopefully good ones. I mean, I'd love to just, I mean, boosting happiness is where I want to be. But if someone has not had a moment to herself, or that's the story she's said, she's repeated since 2006, is she's real tired and she hasn't had any time thinking about this might bring up grief, anger, frustration, resentment. Those things are real. And if we think of them as information, this is information. Mm. It can tell us this is important. Mm. So I encourage people to, to allow space for those feelings. Ideally, they'll be able to flow through just like you did, Suzanne, and, and let yourself be led. There was a lot of love that was put into this so that it's just deep enough to get us where we need to go. Mm-hmm. But emotions tell us when something is really important. And um, it will not surprise me. And in fact, I'll welcome knowing about if if this evokes some deep emotions for, mm-hmm. for some women, because it did for me when I first started considering, I couldn't possibly take time. I can't take time. Everybody else gets to take time. You know, that whole little <laughs> chatter that we might have from years ago. And I've spent mm-hmm. years unhooking myself from that, that belief system. So I appreciate you, you know, telling me how, how helpful it was to walk through this and, um, and the flow you felt while you were doing it. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, everything's felt really smart, smart yes. and easy with purpose. The whole thing yeah. is with purpose and not, there's not a wasted word in it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's very, very brief efficient. Yes. It's very yeah. efficient. Like, again, I thought it was going to be this, okie dokie, let's, you know, carve out a day to do it. And it's, it's, yeah, efficient in the sense that for how short it is, it does yeah. a lot. It, it does yeah. a lot. Oh, well, we got to so. tell people where to find it. I was going to say, we've got to tell people where to find you <laughs> and the book because we're closing in on, we need to do like speed, look, listen, learns. But yeah, tell us where to find you and how to get this workbook because it's free. It's free. And that was actually by design because I feel like more of us need to know how to tune into ourselves and take care of ourselves. So this is available for free on my website, which is jennyremington.com. You can also find me on Instagram and all of this will be on the show notes, I know. Um, But there, this is a free downloadable workbook. And I just hope it gets into the hands of lots of women. And we have more women who are taking time, whether it's the 30 minutes or the, you know, artist dates for themselves, um, or even go on retreat. I want to know about that. You know, people who can carve out more time for themselves. So, and I'm really hopeful within the the Facebook community, people will be willing to share their planning yeah. for it and the results of it. So oh, that'd be I, great. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be really fun for everybody and hopefully inspiring for some who maybe haven't thought about how to work it into their lives. And, and someone might have some really good suggestions. Yeah. So, well, I think it's look, listen, learn time. And if anyone's new here, welcome. Thank you for being here at the end of every episode. We do about 15 minutes of look, listen, learns what we're reading, watching, doing, Sometimes they're silly. Sometimes they change your life. It (laughs) runs the gamut. And we don't ever like to put our guests in the hot seat first. So Suzanne, even though she's a pro at it now, yeah, she is a pro. (laughs) We could have made her go first. (laughs) Let's see. Well, I told you I learned I'm a stapler. Um, No. So (laughs) my look, I'm finally, I've been carrying this book around forever. And I just, 
it's kind of one of those things where you just want to give it the time it deserves. Yep. And I didn't want to just kind of be choppy, you know, here and there reading it. So I wanted to finish up a bunch of books that I was choppy reading. But KJ Delantonia is in her boots. KJ was our guest, what, episode 14? She was mm-hmm. way back there. Um, She's an OG like Jenny. She is an OG. And yes, because she had her, that was the Chicken Sisters book, mm-hmm. um, back which was one of the Reese Witherspoon's book picks. But the reason we had her on was to talk about the benefit of coaching. As she, for both of these books, even though she was a professional writer, I mean, she was the editor at the New York Times Well Family a section for ages, she hired a coach to help her write these books. And even after writing the book that got on the Reese Witherspoon list, she still used a coach for the next book and really wanted to knock down this idea that there's some shame and feeling like you need a coach. And, you know, even even experts can benefit from coaching. And she definitely must have got either she is the expert or she had the expert coaching because in her boots, she does such a nice job of it's just it's kind of cozy, nice stories. Like there's nothing, no one's getting murdered, like everything. (laughs) But there's just enough drama Mm -hmm. that it's such Mm -hmm. a page turner. Like there's just enough drama that it like, I don't love conflict. And so I know a book is well done when it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yes. It's just enough drama that I'm like, oh, oh, I kind of want to race through that part to get out of the conflict that's good but you care enough about the characters that you just want to yep. be like i just want to make sure they're okay in the next uh-huh. chapter exactly. like, i just want to make sure she's okay and she does uh, she's really really good at that because i read at night and i usually listen to books so if i am reading a book if i get more than one page that's like a real success and, yeah. and i have to cut myself off and i go for a full chapter every night which is like bonkers for me so that says a lot about being able to keep my attention and keep me awake so really highly recommend it's fun 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 light with just a enough touch of drama to keep you going in conflict um, and then listening, went to my son played band, his band did the middle school football game last night, which they don't typically do, but his, he's got a new band director this year. And he's really like last week, he took them to a high school competition where all the bands compete against each other. And then they went and did this. I think it's just a nice way. It's almost like a little like a little internship (laughs) to see you know if that's something he'd like to commit to in high school you know doing the band type of things so that was really fun just getting to listen to that and then like i said i have learned that my resident artist daughter who we've been researching art schools for for the past year now is exploring the idea of physical therapy which i think she would be amazing at and i think it's so funny when you think about everybody says that art and science you know, yeah. they kind of put them together, but sure. it doesn't, but it seems like the most unnatural thing um, that, oh, you know, she's this amazing artist and also so wants to do like chemistry and, you know, physics and all this stuff. Um, yeah. But I had no idea how much work is involved in becoming a physical therapist. And I do not think that I have given them the respect that they deserve. I think because they're always like in sweats and workout stuff. <laughs> You know, you thought of them like a personal trainer. Yeah, I and I'm sure a lot goes into personal training, too. But I mean, it is practically doctor. I mean, they are called it's a doctorate. 
doctor level. She's like, no, I can't perform. I, cause today I had my son's physical therapy for his straw therapy. And so I mentioned this to her. I was like, I did not realize, like, I don't know. I thought you got, went and got like a bachelor's degree and then maybe you did like a, you know, a, a nine month mm. training program or something, but this is like full out, mm. like doctorate level physical therapy, just because these people are in their sweatpants and, you know, stretching your legs around, like, yes, call them doctor. I told her, I said, I'm calling you Dr. Sarah from now on. Like, this is like, you're not just going back to school for it when my kids were little, because I think it's a fascinating area too. And I was like, I don't have that much time to do that kind of school. Like maybe Mm -hmm. I'll go back to school for it when they're not living here anymore. Oh my gosh. Well, cause yeah, cause you have to have all the prerequisite stuff too. So I you have, have to have I'm all an English that. major. A lot of prereqs <laughs> I have to go back and get. <laughs> so anyway, so that again, uh, I have learned that I have not been giving my physical therapist the due respect for the amount. Not that you should only respect people who have gone to school for seven years in a row or eight years, I guess, but holy cow, hats off yeah, to y'all. Hey, good job. <laughs> What about you, Jenny? Do you have any look, listen, learns? Yes, yes. Well, now that I'm a pro, I've been actually thinking about this for a while. So (laughs) my my look is actually, um, she's been around a while, but um, Clea Wade is a poet and an author. You can find her on Instagram. And this book, it's just a tiny little, little book, but it's so, it's like little nuggets of goodness. Um, and so her, her, the tagline on the book is a small book about your power to create big change in our crazy world. And, um, Oh, she needs to be a guest. uh, I think she'd be wonderful. Um, and so I've been following her on Instagram and actually it was given to me as a gift from someone I love. And, um, we have really different political views and, um, something she posted on my loving family member posted, I had just read something very loving and uh, very non-judgmental from, from Cleo in this book. And I was just like, what a gift, what a gift that right as I needed to not get all tied up in my and precious about my beliefs to have someone, you know, challenge mm-hmm. me just out in the world. And um, so this was a real, a real gift. So Cleo Wade was my look. And for listen, have you guys heard about the Miss R project on TikTok? No. Okay, so I have to confess I'm not really on TikTok except for to stalk um a few people that I like, <laughs> but um I've now become obsessed and I am checking in with this teacher, Maddie Richardson, and she tre- okay. teaches a 90-second social emotional learning lesson to Ooh. her 5th and 7th grade science class and they are Ooh. epic. Like She's amazing. And um, so I'm sitting down at breakfast with my kids and giving them a 90 second TikTok from Miss Maddie Richardson. And so it's it's really good stuff. It's about empathy. It's about how your brain works, um, social, emotional. One of my favorite ones was how to not be a friend. We spend so much time on what it, you know, what we expect of kids, but not everyone is your cup of tea. And so how do how do these forming brains work out how to be around other kids who are not like them and they don't really like. So her rules for you have to be kind. Everyone has a right to be here, but you know, you don't have to, you don't have to love and like everyone. Don't have to be besties. And so it's very applicable, you know, like the fifth and seventh grade science lesson, you know, on social emotional learning. Like I'm like, yeah, 
I'm with you. Yeah, so that absolutely. Was, that's wonderful. Um, and learn. Um, I just signed up. I'm at the very beginning of my lessons on, I'm taking a neuroscience of change class. Ooh. And so it's a coaching program around how our brains work and I'm totally digging it. So maybe next time I'll have some, some new information um, for you there, but it's, it's about embodied coaching, somatic learning, and how we can really use our bodies as information sources, not just the stories we tell ourselves. So. Oh, wow. Missy, that sounds like no, something I'm you like... should sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> or I will just go to Jenny and she will coach me that way and fix me. Yeah, you either or the ninety second TikTok version of whatever you learn. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's where it's a good place to start. So, oh, that sounds fascinating. Okay. What about you, Missy? Y'all had a really good look, listen, learns today, and I don't have much today. <laughs> My look is I have been catching up on Never Have I Ever season three. Oh, have yeah. y'all watched that? Is that the Mindy Kaling? Um, yes. Yes, I guess she's the producer or maybe she created it. I don't know, but she is attached to the okay. show somehow. But I mean, it's a story about a high school girl and her family and her love interests. And it's narrated by John McEnroe, which I find hysterically funny. <laughs> He's narrating For this girl? high school girl's life. It's it's really, really funny. And his narration is pretty, it, I mean, it's pretty Spot on. ridiculous at times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I watch it. For that is what I started watching it for. And of course, now I'm really attached to Debbie and her life and what's going on. And it's super cute. Is it an all um, ages show? Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking about it when I was watching it yesterday. Um, because there is a lot of high school sex, which makes me feel like a really old lady watching it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, should I be watching Is it like Friday Night Lights when you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally like it's kid friendly, but I feel like it would open up a lot of discussion. And of course, with, you know, a high schooler and soon to be high schooler in my house, I have a lot. I want to do this. We're really open in those discussions, but I also don't want to be sitting there with them going, look at them talking about their high school sex. Anyway. Oh, we probably watched <laughs> Euphoria. Watch out for that one. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's all very sweet and innocent, really. It's not you know, but there's, you know, there's mean kids and high school shenanigans. Okay. We're going to have to check that out. Um, I've been watching that. And then my learn that I was going to talk about today, we mentioned it actually a couple episodes ago. I don't know at this point when this episode airs where that was, but you brought up the hashtag am writing series, the 10 episode series Mm -hmm. on how to like build your book blueprint basically. Um, And I have been doing an episode at a time and then doing the homework assignment with that. You now this. that's that's the good part. You actually did the homework assignment. I I yeah. thought about the homework assignment. <laughs> well, I'm behind, of course. I thought I was going to do it like ten days in a row, and I did not do it ten days in a row. So I'm behind, and I skipped some days in there, and so I have to go back. But I, it's so helpful, like doing the homework and thinking through this new book idea I have. I feel like I'm leaps and bounds ahead of yeah. where I was the last oh, time that's I wrote so a draft cool. of a book. Good yeah, for you. So. I will post, I think we've already posted it, but I will post the link to those episodes because it's not their most recent 10 episodes, but pretty, pretty close. Yeah. I just found it's just like this workbook that you've put together, Jenny, and the fact that they're willing to do those 10 episodes dedicated to helping people. And I know, you know, it's, and they're also trying to get like a writing workshop. And it's just so generous and it's it's so valuable and 
I mean, it's shocking the things that are available and at our disposal if we actually just take advantage of them. So I really do yeah. hope that everybody is going to download the workbook. Do not yes. be intimidated. Do not pull a Suzanne no. and get scared from it because it really is. It's a gentle, loving <laughs> experience. Yeah. And I think it is. Yeah. I mean, as far as I don't want to say bang for your buck because it's free, but as far as just <laughs> that's like, a lot of bang for your buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as like what I was able to get out of it in such a quick amount of time, I just found it really tremendously valuable. It's called How to Give Yourself a Mini Retreat. And I'm doing it. I'm putting it on my calendar. Me too. We'll have to report back as a possibility yeah. that we actually did it. Yes. Please do. Maybe on the Facebook group or in another yeah. future episode, tell us about how it goes. Ooh, let's decide on a hashtag right now that everybody can do if they take a picture okay. of like while they're out on their retreat. What about my mini retreat? Oh my, that's what I was just thinking. My mini retreat. Okay. All right. That's going to be the hashtag. So we're going to use that for whenever we're doing anything retreat related. And yeah. so Perfect. And we'll search on there to see if any of the listeners are doing it too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we could keep you for three days straight I and know. never finish, but um, we've been <laughs> at it over an hour. So I think we need to wrap it up and let you go back to your life. This has been so great. Thanks for having me back. I mean, I obviously love to talk about self-care and I loved visiting with you guys and sharing what I work on. And, and I'm glad it landed so well with you too. Well, thank you. Awesome. And I just feel like this was the most perfect timing. Like this is what I needed from the universe right now and perfect timing. So the serendipity Funny how of that it. works. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your generosity and your time and yes, for giving us this workbook. Absolutely. Have thank you so afternoon. much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for the mom and dot, dot, dot podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you know someone else who could benefit from today's episode, be sure to share it with them. Also, please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find links to all the things we discussed today in the show notes over at our website, momandpodcast.com with the A-N-D spelled out. In between shows, you can find us at the socials, including our private mom and community Facebook group. You can find links to the group, all of our socials, and our questions and comments section over at our website, momandpodcast.com. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you so much. Now go out there and make your ellipses count.